Our bodies and our emotions are connected, period. They are one and the same. So you learn how to accept the curves of life. You learn how to accept the curves of your emotions, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. You learn how to accept the curves of your body. Wow. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey, my loves, it's Eileen. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. We are now in season four of the show, and I'm so excited because this season I'm updating the format of the episodes a little bit, so you'll notice it with this episode. But before I begin, I want to announce that the 2019 Artist of Life Workbook and Daily Planner by Lavender are available now. You can check them out on my website, lavender.com shop. So the Artist of Life Workbook is just a tool to help you plan your most intense intentional and successful year and the daily planner is something new that I created this year to help you plan your most productive and meaningful day so there's more info on my website I am just so 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 excited about both of them they make great gifts so check it out if you're interested so I'm super excited to jumpstart this podcast season because I personally love listening and learning from all the guests that we bring onto the show even me like I get inspired each interview and I learn something new with each interview so I feel like I'm learning with you guys and personally in my life I lately I've kind of felt a little flat a little unmotivated not feeling at my 100% I just know I could be better I could feel more joyful and more creative so I'm excited to start with today's guest Maddie Moon because I know she's someone who's been through a tough transformation she's also a creator in the self-help and empowerment space so I'm looking for insight and seeing if she has tips that could help lift me up as well So Madeline Moon is an author, podcast host, retreat leader, and transformational life coach, teaching perfectionist, masculine-minded women how to slow down and step into their feminine flow. She teaches women how to soften, open, and love more deeply through her podcast, Mind Body Musings, Retreats, and website, maddiemoon.com. So on Maddie's website, she has a snippet about herself that I really love and I feel like it gives a better description to what she really does. Madeline Moon is on a forever mission to inspire women across the world to play bigger, speak louder, and take full advantage of the one life that they have been gifted while staying connected to their spirituality and trust in a higher power. Those are things that I'm kind of looking for right now. How to play bigger, speak louder, take advantage of the life I have, not get too complacent or comfortable or even stuck, and learning to trust more, learning to let go a little bit more and flow with life a little bit more. So hopefully this will be a great interview for that. Hi, Maddie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to talk to you. I actually think that I met you online, like on Facebook in the B-School group. Do you recall this? Really? I have. Yeah, I have no idea, but I checked and we were Facebook friends and I'm like, huh, I think it might have been it must have been through that group. Did you do B-School too? I did. I This is yeah. so fascinating because I, first off, had no idea that you did yeah. B-School. But I do remember seeing you on 
my Instagram and I just quickly picked up on on following all of your work and just loving it. And uh, I would oh. not be surprised that we were in the same the same year and the same group for for B school. That that feels like yeah. It I did twenty fifteen. I so. think that's when I did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was like a weird moment because I think when I joined B school, I kind of was in the group, added a bunch of people, and then left it there. And I think I, I kind of just like saw you grow from from afar, and then I realized you had a podcast, and your whole story was like developing over the years. So it was it was interesting to see that, and then kind of be reminded when like we got connected again recently. Oh yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I love that. Yeah, and and <laughs> I hadn't been watching your YouTube channel until recently and I hopped on and I was like I love I love this channel mm-hmm. it's like it's so artsy and it's so stylistic and it's so light and vibrant and like everything just feels good when you enter that space Aww. like everything from you doing videos about your creativity your journaling your hairstyle like I watched your video on finding your own unique style or, or something about clothing and how you said that you will go through cycles of having certain people pieces for yeah, yeah. no more than like four months at a time, something like that. And it it really served me because I, I have that mentality of keeping all my clothes for a mm-hmm. long time. And then like 10 years later, you get rid of them. And the way that you were sharing about style, like really helped things to yeah. get moving in my own fashion sense. And I really appreciated that. So I've been watching all your stuff yeah. and it's just brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. And on that style note, I I also have clothes that I've worn like for 10 years, but it's, I think, I don't know if you know much about my story, but I went through this minimalism phase where I decluttered everything and then I stopped shopping for a long time. So there was a balance between like not ever buying new clothes and then getting tired of the old me, the, the clothes that represented the old me. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm evolving, so my style should evolve with it and I shouldn't feel guilty for spending on new clothes. Yeah, I think that's the key part yeah. is the guilt and not right. allowing yourself to move through those new changes and those new currents and feeling like, well, I bought this, I bought this really wonderful T-shirt that I adored seven years ago and I spent a lot of money mm-hmm. on it, so I need to keep wearing it, even if it's not reflecting who you are as a person. I think that's the shift that that video particularly is going to help a lot of people or is helping a lot of people make is knowing that you're allowed, even if you spend money on something, you're allowed to let that energy go elsewhere, go to someone else's hands and it'll come back to you in a new outfit that you love and adore. Mm -hmm. Yep. So let's talk about you now because I really or I want to learn more about you, your journey, how you became this creator, this life coach. How did it all begin for you? Totally. So my journey, I like to start in my upbringing. I won't go too deep into this, but like many people, I was I was raised in a, in a home that loved me, a home that took care of all my needs. It There was a lot of love and a lot of nourishment. And at the same time, because two things can exist at once, there was definitely a perfectionistic black or white, this is right, everything else is bad uh, kind of mindset. Or at least that's how I interpreted their messages of um, around sexuality or anything outside of Christianity or anything that 
wasn't within their definitions of what a good girl is. And being raised in a a patriarchal society, me, them, my ancestors, those before them, it's no surprise that these messages are being passed down. And so I, like many other people, was raised with these messages of what a good girl is supposed to be. And on top of that, a good Christian girl is supposed to be and everything outside of that is sin. And those lessons, they're a lot for children to bear. It's a lot to bear. And on top of that, already having expectations of how you're supposed to be is stifling to your creativity, to your self-expression, to your individuality, and to your desire to explore, to explore this world, different friendships, your own body. Exploration just kind of falls flat on its face and you just follow the rules. And this pressure was a lot for me. I already had OCD tendencies. I had obsessive thought tendencies. Um, What that really means is I was a very anxious child. I would go around the upstairs and I would loosen faucet, tighten faucet, loosen faucet, tighten faucet. (laughs) And then I would go to all the locks and the doors and I'd loosen, tighten, loosen, tighten. (laughs) And my parents, meanwhile, are like, oh, that's so cute. She's making sure we're safe. (laughs) And and I'm there just (laughs) facing the door, like counting, trying to make sure everything feels in control. So as I get older, I find new mechanisms for feeling in control. And again, like so many, so many of us women, a uh, prime candidate for weight loss messages and body perfection. And I very quickly went into this. What was happening essentially throughout the exercise addiction and the veganism, the paleo, the bodybuilding, two years of that, the fitness every single day What was really happening now that I'm looking back, besides trying to take up less space, besides trying to feel in control, I was trying to create a armor. I was trying to build myself a hard body and a rigid lifestyle because if I was hard and my life was rigid, I felt in control. There were very clear boundaries and lines and borders and barriers that kept me safe, feeling safe, feeling like I was basically in the subconscious. I'm a good girl. I'm doing things right. My anxiety is under control because I I have a six pack and a small body and I fit into beauty standards and I am doing everything by the book when it comes to being fit and all of this yeah. stuff. And obviously when you're when, when you're going through that, it, you're not self-aware of that yet, right? Everything that you're saying now is like in hindsight. So what was the moment where you started to realize what was really going on? Oh boy, yeah. So <laughs> definitely <laughs> all in retrospect. The yeah. moment that I had a wake-up call that things needed to change, seven years yeah. after the dieting, seven years after the exercise addiction, it was at my second bodybuilding competition and I had just walked the stage and broke down in tears because I didn't feel that all the women I was standing next to, I could even compare. I was, in my mind, I had major body dysmorphia. So I thought I was, my body was totally different than how it actually was. And I thought, man, I can't control what these judges think. I can't be the best. I'm not number one. And there was just this peak moment where it became so intense with the with the people walking around and the tans and the suits and the stress and the hunger and all this. And I just remember having this breakdown moment of, I 
can't anymore. And it really was a breakthrough moment of clarity of I cannot keep living my life in this rigid, hard way waiting for someone to tell me when Mm -hmm. I am enough. So that was the main moment. And of course, following that main moment were 155 (laughs) other mini moments or mini bathroom Uh. floor breakdowns. And that was now six and a half years ago, I think. So since then, there have been, it's just been a, a massive change from who I was then to who I am now. And initially, I did a lot of work around body image. I started with the what seems to me now to be more of the surface level issue. And then throughout the years, I've gotten deeper and deeper and deeper going more into where I'm at now of unlocking and uncovering what went on Mm -hmm. then and what's going on now in my life around the feminine and the masculine. So the body image and the control all comes full circle into having a disharmony with your feminine and your masculine. That's what I believe. Yeah. And when you talk about feminine and masculine, what does that mean to someone out there who has never heard those terms said in this way before? Absolutely. Okay. I love this. I love this part. It's my favorite (laughs) thing ever. Okay. So... Feminine and masculine does not mean man and woman. That's the first thing I want to say. We are not talking about genders. We are talking about energies. Another way you can think about this is yin and yang or shakti shiva or sun and moon. When you think about it in that way, it may help click a little better. You can also think of um, alpha omega. We're, th- we're looking at polarity. So the feminine and the masculine is, they're two different energies at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Separate, different, opposite, but equal. They have different gifts, but they are equal in their need and their value. Every single soul has the feminine and has the masculine. We have varying degrees of how much of each energy that we have. For example, being a woman, I typically have more feminine energy. I am more in touch with my body's wisdom because of my cycle, my period, my flow, my tender heart, my emotions. Those are all very feminine qualities. And because I have a feminine body and I, have a, I do have a female body that has those cycles and I have all these women that have come before me that are all their, all their wisdom is passed into my body, I'm very strong in my feminine naturally. And there are many men who naturally just have more masculine. They're, they're born to be those warriors because their ancestors were very warrior-like. They went out and they fought battles. They protected. They built. They were hunters. So naturally, they have a lot of those emotional qualities. Is this always the case? No. I know women who are very masculine and have less of that feminine emotional self. Now here, here's the breakdown. I'll give some qualities that will help people differentiate the two. In a tantric sense, like the oldest, oldest sense of the feminine and the masculine, what the masculine is, is consciousness and awareness and presence. It's basically like a blank slate. If you go all the way into like you just go back, back, back into space where there's nothing there. It's just this vastness. That's what the masculine is in this tantric perspective. 
It's a part of you and me that's never changed, like our consciousness. And then the feminine is all the rest. It's all that juicy energy that flows in. It's the twinkle of the stars. It's the rivers. It's the, the rage and the passion and the love and personality. It's, it's energy. That's what the feminine is. It's like chaos. It's the flow. It's mm. the ups and downs. So that is, um, I want to say that because that's the purest, my favorite definition. But then there's like mm. realistic qualities we can look at to help it integrate into our life a little bit easier. So starting with the feminine, this is very much an inward type of energy, like emotions. And it is the moon. So when you think about the moon coming out, you think about going inside, putting on warm, fuzzy socks, getting comfortable and cozy. It's very creative energy. It's very nurturing, like Mother Earth. It's like this delicious love. It is sensual. It is passionate. Mm -hmm. The feminine is like pleasure and joy and, and deep emotional depth. So the feminine can also be deep rage, like the goddess Kali, like, like passion, anger, frustration. But wouldn't you say, I mean, I, I would think that masculine is also passionate in its own way. Totally. Yes, it can no. be. I think what the what the difference is, is what we're not saying is that the male isn't passionate. What we're looking at is just the qualities of what things are. So mm -hmm. there are some qualities I personally believe that overlap a bit. Like I think vulnerability is one that overlaps in both. Yeah. Um, and there was another one that, oh, I think um, decisiveness overlaps in both. Like dis decision okay. is very much like a masculine, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and do it. But then also when you think about a queen, like she's very decisive, right? I'm going to go out and yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I think I love this point that you're bringing up. Passion is very much both of these. doesn't matter what the gender mm -hmm. is. And it can be one of those that overlap. It de The flavor mm -hmm. of passion might be where they separate. So the flavor yeah. of passion in the masculine might be, this is my goal. I'm going to accomplish it because I care. And like, I, I love this so much. I'm going to make it happen. Like that is pure passion and fire. And then for the feminine, like, yes, passion, like, ooh, juicy passion. Like, I want this. I love this. This yeah. is like, this makes me feel alive. Like that's more of the feminine passion. Mm, I see yeah, it's like a different type. Yeah, flavor. That's why I like saying that word because mm -hmm. I, I think it is important that we realize these work in unison totally. So also when it comes to the masculine, if we break down a few qualities, this is that sun energy. So the sun is very outward. And I also like to point out like penises and vaginas here because I'm talking about the moon being inward, <laughs> vagina, and then the sun is outward. Like, let's go play. It's the sunshine, like penises outward coming at you. <laughs> Um, and so also with, with the masculine energy, this is that warrior type of energy. So it's goal oriented. Typically it is more self oriented. Like I'm taking care of my, myself. I am going to, I'm going to accomplish this. Whereas the feminine can be a bit more community focused. Like let's build a tribe. And the masculine is like me, mm -hmm. I can do this. It's very ambitious. It is powerful. Same as again, overlapping, same yeah. as the feminine. Um, it can be logical. It can be very structured. So, and not rigid. That's the difference. It is not rigid. It is structured. Mm -hmm. So boundaries. When I work with women who want to be in touch with both those energies, we work on being more in our feminine. So feeling a lot, feeling the feels. But then also if we're doing masculine work, 
we might bring in this boundary work of setting boundaries and protecting the self because they work in unison. Mm. So that's a breakdown. Right. So you need a bit of both. It sounds like everybody has their own version of what balance means to them between their masculine and feminine sides. I saw some posts on your Instagram about how there are signs that you're depleted in either your masculine and your feminine and how to figure out how to like balance that out. Can you talk a little bit about that? Totally. Yes. Like what is one example in your life where there was like a major imbalance? What were the signs? Like what are some common signs and what are some common ways to balance it out? Totally. So I one thing that I I've struggled with this a bit, not quite as much as some people that I've worked with, let's say moms. But if Mm -hmm. someone is lacking, eh, let's say out of harmony, out of harmony with their masculine and they have a lot of feminine. So let's say someone's really in their feminine and they need more masculine. They would be benefited from having more of this masculine structure and warrior essence. Here are a few things that you may realize in your life to see if you might need more of that. If you have a lot of feminine energy, you might find that it's really quite easy for you to give. You give love here, you give love there. You're giving love to everybody, everybody. And you are saying yes, you want to nurture. It's like a very mothering energy where you give, give, give. And you may end up feeling depleted because you're not saying no. You may end up feeling resentment. Because again, you're not saying no, even though your heart is saying, please, I need alone time. I need to stop giving. I need to say no. And you might feel just resentment Mm -hmm. towards yourself because you're not in alignment with yourself. You might feel resentment towards someone else, but you don't know how to say no. And so instead, you may feel some anger there. That's one thing that I do see quite often just because I work with a lot of women and a lot of moms and and you don't necessarily go to boundary school where you learn how to set mm-hmm. boundaries and feel confident in your boundaries. Right. And so someone who needs more of this masculine energy may benefit from learning how to say no and tapping into when it is a no and when it is a yes because at that point maybe everything just kind of feels like a yes. So learning from the body language and body cues what feels like expansion aka a yes and what feels like contraction which is a no and then you take action that's when you say i would love to be there for you at another point but tonight it's it's me night or it's family night or i just can't create space for this right now and on a macro scale this might be in relationships maybe you're consistently hanging out with a friend who brings you down, puts you down. And because you have a long history, you don't want to say no to that friendship. But that's the exact thing that a warrior would do. A warrior knows that the self needs to be protected Mm -hmm. because when you protect yourself, you protect everyone that you love and you care for because they're going to be getting the best version of you. Mm. I mean, it's this is advice that I've heard before, but I think when you put it in the the terms of like the warrior or the mother who gives, like it, it just makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's why I love archetypes. I love archetypes. Yeah, I like that. Let's take a break with our sponsor, Blinkist. If you're like me, you have a huge list of books you want to read and it's always expanding. It feels like you'll never get to finish reading all of them. Well, our sponsor, Blinkist, has you covered. 
Blinkist is an app that takes thousands of best-selling non-fiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements, so you can listen and learn in under 15 minutes, all on your phone. I love listening to Blinkist in my free time. I like creating tags for topics so I can listen to different things depending on my mood, for example, creativity, business, psychology, or health. The huge library on Blinkist features timeless classics like Getting Things Done by David Allen to current Amazon bestsellers like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, two of my favorite books. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire to start your free 7-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire to start your free 7-day trial. You can cancel anytime. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire. I kind of want to shift the conversation because I want to hear about your thoughts about our connection with our bodies. Because as women, we normally, most of us have trouble accepting our bodies fully. We have trouble feeling whole and loving ourselves. What do you think are the necessary steps that we need to take in order to move forward in that journey to loving our body, strengthening that relationship? Oh, boy. There's so many angles. <laughs> because you've been through that. Yes. I know. There's so many angles here because there is the, the here's the things you can do. Like, stop looking at body, mm. body shaming accounts or fitness accounts if you're being triggered by it or right. watching movies that are triggering you. Like, opening fitness magazines. Like, stop giving in to those habits that you know are really bringing you down. There's that side of things, which are great, and we can totally go into that deeper. Yeah. But what I find to be the most impactful forever and ever is going to be the much deeper, deeper path. And and the, the habits mm-hmm. matter too. So they work in unison. You want to make sure that you're protecting your sacred space, protecting your journey. Trevor Hall, who's an amazing artist for anyone who's not familiar, he he had said to me something like when you are planting a tree, when you're growing a tree, when it's a baby tree, you want to make sure there's a little fence around it because it's vulnerable and it's learning Mm -hmm. and it's growing. Then eventually when it's bigger and it's strong and sturdy, you can take the fence away. So I consider the outside, the more tangible things you can do to be the fence, the no longer counting your calories if that's your thing or the no longer body checking, lifting up your shirt in the morning to see if you have abs yet. Those are the the habits that we do to keep us in that same cycle. So that's the the fence is those Mm -hmm. actions you begin to let go of and to protect yourself as you go into the deeper space. When it comes to not accepting our bodies, And um, let's just start there because loving our bodies is quite a big leap. Right. But starting with acceptance, I think that a lot of this comes down to acceptance of emotions also. And going back to the thing I was sharing earlier about my hardness, I was creating a physical armor, making myself as small as possible, Mm -hmm. as lean as possible, tight as possible to avoid all of it. Because I was accepting any kind of depth, honestly, any mm-hmm. softness, any anything that I viewed as weakness. Mm-hmm. Because um, emotionally, our, our bodies and our emotions are connected, period. Yeah. They are one in the same. So you learn how to accept the curves of life. You learn how to accept the curves of your emotions, the ups, the downs, mm-hmm. the in-betweens. You learn how to accept the curves of your body. 
Wow, that was an amazing quote that I think all the listeners got to go back and, and listen to again. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's so, it's so powerful and it's so true. We use our bodies to make ourselves feel safe often. We use our body image to make us feel under control as long as we're meal prepping and we're making ourselves smaller and we're comparing ourselves. It, keep, it keeps us busy. And it keeps us numbed out from the deeper fear that could be, I'm not worthy, I'm not loved, mm -hmm. I'm not accepted, I'm not enough, all of those fears. So something that I think if you just want to jump right on into it, some of the best work that people can do if they want to learn how to live inside their body is to do shadow work which is all around embracing, accepting, and looking at the parts of yourself you consistently deny. The parts that you feel are yeah. shameful, ugly, not enough. Maybe it's your jealousy, your rage, something that happened to you as a child you feel responsible for even though you're not. But that's very deep because I just starting mm -hmm. to unravel that. I mean, I'm thinking about myself personally because you think that you're insecure about your body, like your thighs or your belly because that's your, your weak point and then you use clothes to try to like cover that up. You know, they say dress for your body type, cover those imperfections, but you're talking about like in order to love that part of yourself or accept it, you have to like dig deep into even the emotional, psychological parts that where you feel weak, where you feel like you don't want to show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We use our bodies as, as tactics to continuously avoid. I mean, not we as in everyone, mm -hmm. but people who struggle with body image, what yeah. you're really doing is you're you're struggling with self-acceptance and and it's not just the body. It's like so, so, so much deeper. Yeah. It's everything, everything else. It's it's yeah. who you are. It's let's see, there, there's quite a few things about myself that I've struggled with at certain points, but just just the emotions, honestly. Like I never wanted to be seen as a woman that mm. couldn't do mm -hmm hard things or couldn't do things for herself because I I mean I have a pretty southern family and their principles mm -hmm. are like the, the woman doesn't do the heavy lifting the man does the man pays for everything he's the breadwinner and she doesn't need to do any of that and yeah I guess growing up I kind of had this rebellion about that I was like I'm gonna do everything I'm not gonna feel sadness I'm not gonna feel anger I'm just right. gonna like get stuff done and not let anything ever bother me and of course I attracted men into my life that only reaffirmed that belief for example if I felt sad for the like the one time I allowed myself to express my mm -hmm. feelings he'd say something like get over it it's not a big deal and so then that's gaslighting, by the way. Like, exactly. Like not listening to someone's concern and turning <laughs> it back on them. He would say something like, well, it's actually your fault, Madeline, blah, blah, blah. So I'd stay in this loop and I'd consistently being, be attracting these kinds of people. And I know I'm kind of getting off the topic of body. So back to the body side, I would try to be hard because that made me feel safe from those mm -hmm. deeper stories that, I, that a soft woman being taken care of is a weak woman. That's what I create in my mind, which is so far from the truth. It's so funny now that I am 27 years old. I'm like, hey, I can learn a thing or two from my family. I can learn a thing or two of being taken care of and mm. allowing myself to indulge in, in letting go. Like I'm doing this entire year-long course on how to be in my feminine and let go like really deeply. Yeah. And that's exactly the way that I was raised and what I saw – 
But all of this needed to happen so that I could do it in a way that feels good for me. And the more I learn and the more anyone learns how to accept all those sides of us, allow ourselves to be taken care of, to receive, to feel sad and anger and to give ourselves that right to take up space, we simultaneously no longer feel the need Mm -hmm. to take control of our body and and, and manage our anxiety or our frustration or our anger because the anger is already allowed. There's no reason to be Mm. distracted from it. Yes. So you have to allow yourself to just, I think to me it sounds like being completely authentic and honest with yourself rather than trying to put up that wall or try to protect yourself. Right. Boundaries, not barriers. Yes. So you talk a lot about trust, intuition, and flow. And for people who tend to be, you know, like to be in control, how do you teach them to trust a higher power? And what about when things are not going your way? Like, how do you trust and let go then? You know, just me already, when things are not going right, I just want to like take control as much as I can and, you know, take action. But what is what does that part mean, that flow? Mm-hmm. So the flow to me is more on the emotional sense because two things can exist at once. That's like my favorite phrase. <laughs> I love I love this phrase. Everything <laughs> is included. So what that means is if something's not going according to plan necessarily doesn't mean that you wave a white flag. Surrendering, letting go and going with the flow or being the flow, none of that equals give up, let go, forget about it. It doesn't mean forget about it. So you can still create some sort of action plan. Like this didn't work out, but I can still get back on the horse and create something new. This job didn't work out or this city that I wanted to move out move out to didn't work, but maybe something else will and mm-hmm. stay proactive. That's that warrior energy of I'm going to keep going. Now in the the feminine sense of the flow, I like to think of this as a literal water flow, like a river. And the river when it is moving, let's say it's moving downstream and it's like going across the the rocks that it's moving next to and it's going next to a mountain and it's now taking a turn to the right and to the left and wherever. It's not anxiously trying to control that flow. It's going with it. It's learning that it can, it will be okay. It will get to its destination. It will get there. Oh, I was thinking of mm. bubbling, like a bubbling creek or whatever that thing is. Bubbling brook. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's going with it and it's not trying to fight, 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 fight because it knows it will be taken care of. That's essentially the same thing that we're doing. Mm. Yes, you can create, you can bring in your masculine energy of, of I can get this done, but can you also at the same time breathe, breathe because your breath is your flow. And that's why I think breath practices are really important whenever you're going through transitions because oftentimes we hold our breath when we're nervous, hold our breath, and it gets really shallow whenever we're scared or we're trying to control. We stop Mm -hmm. the flow. We stop the Mm -hmm. flow from going through our bodies. Mm -hmm. So in the moments you want to take control anxiously or out of fear, you're fearful of your future and you want to take control with white knuckles, Mm -hmm. that's different from taking control as a a warrior who's confident. That's when practices such as meditation and breath and dance 
that is what the flow really is. It's allowing mm-hmm. yourself to feel your feelings, to allow yourself to let go and trust that everything is really happening for a higher purpose. I I personally yeah. believe that. If if there are those that don't believe that there is an energy looking out for us, I'm not exactly sure what to say to that because I <laughs> I don't I don't really go there. I I believe that yeah. there's always something whether or not it is the universe or it's God or it is mother earth. You know, when all else doesn't feel like it's a good fit, can you believe that Mother Earth has a plan mm-hmm. for you? That she will still provide ground underneath your feet when things aren't going according to plan. Yeah. I think my favorite part about what you've said is the the fact that the river will get to its destination no matter what. Like, it will take you there. You will get there. It's just a matter of, like, t- the twists and turns may be unexpected, right but if you trust in the flow then you'll you'll be fine yeah i had this i have this friend um heather who had when i was going through this anxious period of building my business and i wasn't sure if i was going to be making the amount of money i wanted and all the concerns coming up she said to me something so simple mm-hmm. but so profound and it was her teacher her to- who told her this just said in this moment do you have everything you need In this moment, right here, not in the next, not in the last, in this moment, do you have everything you need to be taken care of? And the answer is always yes. It is always yes. If you are alive and you're able to ask yourself that question, you're okay. The answer is going to be yes, you're Mm -hmm. taken care of. Yeah. I think people just get lost in their anxiety about the future and their worries. But if you look at right now, you're breathing and you're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's yeah. okay. That's why meditation I think is so powerful. Yeah. I'm sure you've had many conversations on your show about this, but the exact point of meditation, the kind mm-hmm. I do at least, is to allow all your thoughts to exist and pass through and and be released and move on. That way, mm-hmm. when you're done with your meditation, you're then present. Like you get all that out and then you're present with your day. And it's, it's effortless. I don't have to work mm-hmm. for it. And it's, yeah. it's just brilliant. Yeah. I, I like the word effortless because I wanted to say this earlier too, that I heard that life shouldn't feel like you're forcing things all the time. It actually, your progression and your journey should feel effortless in a way. And I know a lot of people will be like, what do you mean effortless? Like life is hard, blah, blah, blah. But can I get your take on that? Yes. That's why my, <laughs> my homepage, the first thing you read is life doesn't have to be an uphill battle. That's how most people are living it. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of that is just due to our culture. You know, you hop on the news and it's like, this guy just won yeah. this much money because he did all these things. Or this guy just climbed the corporate ladder, blah, blah, blah. It's like we're constantly being exposed to extremes. I don't know if people realize this, but the news is just nothing but extreme ends of the spectrum. There's nothing really in the middle. It's extreme happiness. That makes you, of course, either happy or either compare yourself to their happiness. Like, my happiness isn't where theirs is. Or extreme devastation, Mm -hmm. pain, sadness. So when you're seeing all that, or maybe you're on Instagram and you're seeing all of that or hearing all of that, our our ability to compare is, is, I can use this word here, literally. (laughs) It is literally at your fingertips. You can constantly be, be comparing your life mm-hmm. to someone else's and that's what contributes to this hyper-masculine do-do-do culture and this hustle culture and state 
where we feel if we are not going uphill, we're doing something wrong. And I have my own example of this that I'm currently moving through. I'm adjusting to a new period of my work. Like I've been doing my business now for six, seven years and every year is a little different and every year I have to readjust. And I'm at a new period where it can be way more effortless than I'm probably Mm -hmm. making it. And in my mind, I'm like, well, no, I need to do things this way. I need to do things this this way, this way, even if those tactics that I'm using exhaust Mm. me. But I'm used to the exhaustion and I'm used to the effort and making things a little more challenging because also alongside being a hustle culture, a hustle culture will kind of like a martyr Mm -hmm. culture, like for the cause, for the cause of being an entrepreneur, I have to work my ass off and say yes to things even when I want to say (laughs) no. And we don't have to do that. We we really don't. If you don't have to put in a certain amount of time to build something, allow yourself to ask, how much do you want to put into it? What mm-hmm. would feel good? Because personally, I think the slow and steady route is one of the healthiest routes mm-hmm. because you, you can then divvy out your time to making good food, seeing your friends, sleep, your self-care, and doing it from a place of love rather than a place of fear. Right. Yeah. I totally believe that too. And I try to do that in my life, though I'm not perfect because I tend to skew towards the very ambitious, masculine type of energy and thoughts. But yeah, it's a work in progress. Yes. And it always will be because we're always growing and shifting and going into new periods of our life. And That's why I like to think of all of these personal development paths as a scientist in a way, or maybe not a scientist, but like Mm -hmm. an experiment. Like I want to feel like curious. I wonder if I say no to this thing, what will happen? Maybe I wonder if I change this part of my business or give this over to my assistant, what will happen? And then just see if it doesn't feel good. Nothing's Mm -hmm. permanent. You can always go back. Nothing is ever permanent you can go right back to it okay so now i kind of want to end with some rapid fire questions that we're going to ask everyone on the podcast and feel free to give just quick short answers are you ready (laughs) i am so ready okay so the first one is what does your dream life look like my dream life looks like spending time with the people that i love with secure attachments with the ability to travel and be in touch with my intuition and my passions, to have ample energy for the things that I love, to work with amazing women or men if that may happen, and to feel in harmony with my wishes above all others and to love myself. It's a long answer, but it just keeps no, going. No, no, I love it. It's it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Right now I'm recommending the book The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love by London Angel Winters. Amazing. Ooh, okay, we got to link that one. Um, what is one habit that has changed your life? Okay, acroyoga. Acrobatics, acroyoga, anything that's partner- Yoga, yes, that has absolutely changed my life in so many ways. Do you do that with your partner, acro yoga? I've done it with him once. It's not his absolute most favorite thing, which is like good and bad because I would love to be able to just train, 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 train with him. But it's also really good because (laughs) he can do his own thing and I can go out and it's like my community, it's my thing and I can meet a whole bunch of people doing it. It's like my alone, alone time kind of thing. So 
yeah, it looks so fun <laughs> and scary, but fun. Um, okay, best career or life advice that you've ever gotten? Deeper the no, deeper the yes. I'm all about yeses and nos. So being able to say no deeply to something means you're saying yes deeply to something that you do want. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, finish this sentence. The most amazing part about life is... The most amazing part about life is that it is continuously surprising. Okay, I think that is it for the interview. Do you have any last words or where can we find you online? You can find me online at maddymoon.com, M-A-D-D-Y, moon.com. And I have three free gifts there. I have a big list of books that I love. I've got an audio book and I've got an ebook all for free. And then you can find me on Instagram, Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, Moon. And then my podcast, which has been around for over five years, is... Oh. <laughs> is a veteran. It, yeah, I, I love podcasting. Every week there's mm-hmm. a show coming out. My show is Mind Body Musings. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, my website. And that those are the main places that I'm at. And in regards to last words, I would love to leave this off saying that the topic of feminine and masculine and body image and flow and surrender, these are all really big topics. The number one thing to remember through all of this is that you already have all of this within you. It's not external. It's not something you have to go do a million different practices in order to find and create and then you'll finally be there. It's all in you now. And the number one way to begin cultivating it is just to have compassion with where you're at now. You are perfect. You are doing the best you can. And merely listening to this podcast and showing up to to your podcast and and, and listening to the insight and the wisdom is doing your body and soul good. So don't put all this pressure on yourself to get everything perfectly and get everything right because then you're missing the whole point of going with that beautiful flow that's always available to you. Thank you so much, Maddie Moon. I love this conversation and I'm sure our listeners will too. I hope you have a great week. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Maddie Moon and myself, and I hope you go check her out on all of her socials and her website and her podcast. And I guess now I want to wrap up the things that I took away from this interview, the things that I've learned, anything that surprised me or fascinated me. First off, I think I definitely loved getting better definitions of the yin and yang, feminine and masculine energies. My personal favorite archetype is the sun and the moon, and also the warrior and the mother. And that's just because I have been into astrology. And so, you know, I don't know if you follow my YouTube, but I talked about reading astrology books, understanding birth charts. So I have a very deep understanding of the sun versus the moon. Anyway, just recognizing the qualities that make up those two different polarizing energies and how we have all of those qualities within us. And also when you recognize this concept of the feminine versus masculine, you become more aware of when you're imbalanced and kind of leaning towards one side over the other. And thus, if you are, how to bring yourself back to a center of balance where everything is in harmony. I also really love the part that learning to accept our bodies is learning to accept all of us, every 
every single part of us. And we all have shadow sides, sides of ourselves like our fears, our weaknesses, anxieties, our vulnerabilities that we are afraid or embarrassed to show the world. And I saw that symbolism in being afraid to show those shadows to being afraid to show parts of your body that you aren't proud of. Like for me, it's like my belly is a bit too big, my thighs are a bit too big than I would like. And just like going through life, learning to hide those parts, learning to conceal the dark circles under your eyes, learning to just, you know, wear dresses that hide your thighs, things like that is essentially the same as going through life, hiding your fears, hiding your anxieties, things that you are not proud of, like emotionally and psychologically as well. It's, it's the same thing as putting up that armor that Maddie Moon says that she wore through her muscles. It's putting up that wall, putting up that front, not letting people see the real you, the parts of you that are ugly and imperfect and flawed. So I really liked that connection that she made between our bodies and our shadow sides. So you have to accept your shadow sides and be more comfortable with just accepting it, maybe opening up more about it, revealing it, looking at it versus hiding it. And if you can do that, then you'll be more accepting of your body and all of the imperfections and the flaws, the parts that you you're not so proud of but are still yourself lastly i love the reminder about trust that things should feel effortless and you should allow life to flow the way that it's meant to flow personally i get into a phase sometimes where i'm all about like creating and taking action and doing everything i can to shape the things that I can control but of course there are things that we can't control and we shouldn't feel like we're battling life and we're fighting and forcing so hard so remember that life should feel like the river just know that it's going to twist and turn and bend but eventually you're being taken and being guided towards this destination that you're always going to end up at that same destination no matter how hard you fight it no matter where you turn like you're being guided to that one place so stop being so forceful relax and enjoy the ride a little bit more all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening to the lavender lifestyle if you like this podcast please show your support by leaving a review on itunes next make sure you check out the 2019 artist of life workbook and the daily planner by lavender on my website lavender.com shop Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.